Under the Influence Podcast is all about bringing together brands, influencers, thought leaders, and communities to inspire and empower a positive impact. Each week, I will dive into the power of influence over the ever-changing, trend-chasing, and slightly obsessed entrepreneurial and influencer community. We talk insider tips, tricks, the latest buzz, and even our top not-so-secret happy hour cocktails. My name is Whitney Eckes. I'm the owner and founder of Eckes Marketing and the Influence Movement, and we are about to get under the influence. and welcome back to Under the Influence Podcast. I am here with Candace Puthawala. She is the owner and creator of Beauty Bar Chocolate. Now, if you haven't heard of Beauty Bar Chocolate, it is absolutely insane. It's sugar-free, it's raw chocolate bars, and these bars actually help to relieve stress, they fight fatigue, and they balance hormones. And also, too, they just give your skin this awesome glow. One of the things that I love most about Beauty Bar Chocolate is that it actually has pearl in it. And pearl is something that I discovered a little while back. Um, it helps with collagen. It helps building your collagen. And it's just, it's just such a really, really awesome mineral that really kind of brings a new element into just working with your skin and building up your skin and really giving it that awesome glow. So Candice, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to chat with you. Thanks so much. I'm so excited to chat with you as well. I am just, I'm, I love what you're doing. I think that this is such a cool product and I love that you kind of infuse the superfoods, the adaptogens, the pearl collagen, like you infuse so many different things. So, I mean, how did you stumble upon this idea? Like what's the story behind beauty bar chocolate? My background, I was in the fashion industry for close to 20 years and I left that industry, walked away from a very successful business to heal myself of some autoimmune issues, just living in a way that I just felt really uninspired. I felt unhealthy. I had inflammation and anxiety. And so I left to just find the pursuit of happiness, my, my new pursuit of happiness. And I found myself at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I became a holistic health coach. And during that time, I dove deep into um, getting to the root of all my issues. And one of them was stress, living the life that I was living on a fast forward button in the fashion world. And so one of the healers was, you know, reducing the stress and also eliminating all sugars, adding collagen, adding adaptogens to my diet. I was working with an integrative doctor at the time. So she was helping me get to the root cause because other doctors were, you know, diagnosing me with, you know, MS, RA, then it was lupus. And this was the first doctor who understood, you know, and she said, this is from stress and then going sugar free. I started to crave chocolate all of a sudden. I had never been into chocolate my entire life. I was a child who would say I didn't like chocolate. Like everyone thought I was weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I think maybe it was, you know, the magnesium and for the energy. Um, but I started scouring all the, you know, these hippie grocery stores Whole Foods and Air One and Co-op. And I tried all the sugar-free chocolate and they all, they just tasted gross. Uh, and most of them had, you know, all these fillers or chemicals in there that were actually doing more harm than good. And then after nutrition school, 
I went to Matthew Kenny Culinary School, which is like a plant-based culinary school. And during that time, I learned how to make legit chocolate. And so cool. Yeah. And we spent two weeks on it. And I kept thinking during this time, I knew I didn't want to be a holistic health coach. And my background was sales and in wholesale in the fashion world. And I knew I wanted to, and I saw the whole wellness world, sort of like wellness and fashion. I really saw it for a few years, like coming together. And I thought like, I need to launch a product. That's going to be what I'm going to be best at. That's what I'm feeling drawn to. In order to graduate culinary school, I had to produce um, a product and, sh- and present it to my class. And it came to me quite quickly. I thought, okay, chocolate. And what if I add all these adaptogens and these beauty things to it? And I make it, you know, my beauty meets wellness background. And then the box I knew right away. It was like, it want, I want it to look like a Parisian soap box, like a vintage little thing from Paris. And I got inspired from my trip there. And so I wanted, and that's always been my, you know, I'm very into feminine things, vintagey, and, you know, with the combination of modern. Um, so I put it together. I called it Beauty Bar Chocolate. And when I graduated culinary school, it sat with me thinking I would either do a cookbook or this product. And every time I sat down to go into like just a simple meditation, I kept seeing chocolate. And I thought to myself, I guess I'm going to just try launching this chocolate. So I launched it last January, just about a year ago, and it went, I mean, it went better than I expected. I was really freaked out to launch this brand because it came from my heart and soul. It was part of my healing. It's part of my background, and it was sort of my gift to the world. You know, I wanted to help other women to be inspired to feel good in their skin the way that I had been able to heal myself. Um, so that's pretty much the long and the short of it. Um, I feel like you are saying something so important where you were like, it was such a risk because it involved your story and involved your healing, you know, and then it did so much better than anticipated. I mean, that's, I love that. And I love, you know, it's so funny. You said something about going sugar-free and it led you to crave chocolate. Yeah. I recently kind of changed up my lifestyle and my meal plan and I'm the exact same way. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm such a fan of beauty bar chocolate because I, I'm like, for whatever reason, I'm not a big sweets person. I'm not, I'm more along the lines of savory. I'm more along, mm-hmm. you know, I don't even like my coffee. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Same. But, but for some reason, I like, I have to have a piece of chocolate at night. <laughs> it, and it really, yeah, it really has, it's a superfood. I think it's, we crave it for the energy. It also is very grounding and healing. I didn't realize all the things that chocolate had in it because it gets covered with so much sugar and just crud in it. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's, I love too, that you went to a plant-based culinary school. Like I did, I didn't even know that was really a thing. And that's, it just sounds so interesting. Yeah. He's pretty famous. Matthew Kenny, he owns restaurants all over the world in Venice beach here. He has plant food and wine and upstairs was the, it was a raw culinary school and plant-based. I learned how to make you know, cheese from nuts, which I almost, you know, was thinking, well, maybe I'll make, you know, cause I'm really good at making cheeses from nuts. And, but the chocolate just really stuck out to me and it just, I had this pull towards it. And I just started trusting myself since that's I left so the fashion awesome. world. Yeah. I was like, I need to just start trusting myself. And that's where I finally was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to launch it and people may hate it, but 
I have to do it. That's such a good takeaway though. I mean, I have to trust myself. Like I have to trust what I know. I have to trust like my journey, you know, and do like you said, what you're passionate about. I I think that's, I think that's amazing. So what keeps you, you know, you mean you took this product based off your own journey, based off your own healing, you know, and you've launched it and it's amazing and, you know, people love it, but what, what keeps you going? Like, what is, what is the drive behind all that passion? I mean, I have a lot of drive. I would say one, I was inspired to live a new life and I wanted to create a product that made people feel better, made them happy. And what inspires me every day, because there are some days where I'm like, what, (laughs) OMG, what did I get myself into? Because it could be quite overwhelming some days. And, you know, every day, I mean, several times a day, some days I get emails and messages from women and sometimes men, men actually are a huge fan of beauty bar chocolate, which really is adorable. I promise you, I had no idea that men would love it so much. It's hysterical. That's, um, oh, that's so awesome. Though. I, I love that. At events, they're the ones coming back for seconds, thirds, fourths, and you know, they're, they're adorable. They don't care that it's, <laughs> a, they want, men want to be beautiful too. I love that so um, much. That's awesome. I, it makes me so happy. Um, <laughs> and just getting these messages from women telling me, Candace, your chocolate has changed my life. I wasn't able to eat it for years because I had this, I have this autoimmune disease or I have this going on and just how happy it makes them. And that really inspires me to really keep going because it's like, that's exactly why I launched this product, you know, because we doubt ourselves as people sometimes. And then you get these messages, you know, at events, I have women coming at events saying they've been following me for a while. And I I mean, I'm just blown away and you know, how excited they are. They came just to try the chocolate and meet me and they were inspired by my story and they wanted to try my product. So that really inspires me and probably keeps me going. I mean, I'm also love what I do, but that really inspires me. I love that so much. And I think that's, I mean, I love that you were literally changing lives. I mean, what, a, what an inspiration and also <laughs> like what a product. That's so cool. So let's talk, I mean, me and you were talking a little bit prior to this call about social media and something that you were saying that really kind of stuck out to me was that, you know, this brand is really kind of flourished off social media. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, having a product in the social media space and really doing business there. Cause I feel like that's such an interesting, we're seeing such a trend for it right now, but, but it's also, you know, I talk to a lot of personal brands. I talk to a lot of influencers. I don't talk to that many people that have a product that is doing so well on social media. So I, when I first started, when I was going actually towards the end of my fashion career, I started my social media. I was posting a lot of pictures of food I was always into the wellness world um, all through um, when I was in the fashion industry. So I started transitioning, you know, from more fashion to like food and I started following food people. I changed my name from, uh, I think it was tequila and tofu. <laughs> That's <laughs> to, awesome. <laughs> to, yeah. Cause that used to be my thing. And I was like, yeah, I have to grow up. I don't, I mean, I still love tequila, but you know, I just don't, I'm, I change it to a whole and happy life. And I really, when I was going to IIN, because my whole thing was you can't eat your kale and tequila too. And I wanted to share, you know, everything like my making healthy food to, you know, my beauty tips. And I wanted to look all really beautiful. And during IIN, I really, I started building it up, formed a little posse with these IIN girls and we would meet up once a month and do, it was like our little like coaching session with each other. And we were all just really getting into being on Instagram and social media. 
And because it was sort of newer for me, it was, you know, I was doing it in a new way. So we started to collaborate together. We started to help each other boost each other's, you know, sort of likes. And, you know, every time any of us did sort of a picture, we would just comment and try to help each other. And then I started having brands reach out to me and collaborate with them. So I started, I really grew a whole and happy life. And I probably grew that for about, I don't know, three years or so. And when I launched a product last January, I think that's the best way is to have an Instagram that where people trust you and you've got a good following. And so they, when you launch a brand, everyone wants it. So that's sort of what happens was, you know, Hey everybody. And I kept talking about how I'm launching this brand. And so I finally did it. it said beauty bar chocolate is here. Here's the Instagram. And everyone just went over there and then started ordering it. And they, trusted me because they had been following me for so long. So that really helped. That was like sort of the start of me selling product on, um, on Instagram. That's so awesome. And you also do a ton of events, right? I mean, you, oh my gosh, you're always at events everywhere. So this is where, you know, walking away from my almost 20 year career in fashion, you know, and I used to say I was starting over, but the way I look at it, I'm just taking everything that I was good at because I didn't start over. It was just like a continuation, but in a new direction. So in fashion, I was always at events. I was a networking queen. I mean, that's sort of, I was very successful in fashion by doing that. So I sort of just started doing that in the wellness world. And I happened to be lucky to be, you know, in Santa Monica where there's wellness events going on like every day. And I just started showing up at these events and I started networking with girls because I didn't know anyone in the wellness world. And I wanted to be, you know, in the in crowd and like know everybody because that's how I was in fashion and I, I knew no one. Um, so I just started meeting people. And then when I launched Beauty Bar Chocolate, I had friends just invite me to their event. They're like, hey, do you want to like show up and have like a little uh, chocolate tasting? So I started setting up a little area and then sometimes I would speak at these events and then it, I, every event I went to, I would meet someone new. Like, hey, I'm an editor of this magazine. Let me, you know, I want to write about you or I have an event over here and it just really started growing. I actually just hired somebody who's going to help me with these because I, I can only do so much and I have so much FOMO when I miss out. It's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) I totally get that. I think that, that, you know, I, I think too, for everyone listening, that's such a good takeaway because I feel like, you know, everyone's, especially when people talk about growing their social media, I think people forget the aspect and really the value of showing up and shaking hands and really connecting with people because I've seen more growth, you know, through our social media and through client social media by actually attending and giving them a face to the name and meeting somebody and connecting with them, you know, and things like that go up so much, you know, goes, go a way longer ways, even if you're working with influencers, or even if you're asking for someone to do a giveaway with you or to collaborate with you, you know, to be able to be able to physically meet them and have that connection, I feel like is just, it's priceless. Oh, 100%. It's been amazing. And I meet so many women that way. And then they tell their friends, they're also photographing it. And I knew by making my product beautiful, people are going to want to Instagram it. You know, it wasn't by accident that I made it beautiful. It's like, yes, it's me, but also I know what a girl is going to do. She's going to go home and photograph it because that's what we do, right? With our Instagram. And I'm going to make it taste amazing. And, you know, it, it so it, was, it all goes hand in hand. 
And so when girls are at events as well, and they're meeting me, they're also, you know, taking photos and I give out product left and right, like obviously to the right people, but I'm not chintzy about it because I think, you know, especially the first year in business, you know, you have, you have to keep giving it out to people. It's my way of, it's a cheaper way of um, doing PR because PR firms could be, you know, I I used to work with them. They were about five to $10,000 a month. And, you know, even if I'm giving out several hundred dollars a month of chocolate, I mean, that's going to be amazing for me. And it's, it, it gets all over Instagram that way. Yeah, for sure. What do you, tell me your thoughts on, you know, kind of the whole influencer movement, especially from someone, you know, that is a brand that has a product. Tell me what you think about, you know, influencer marketing. So I, what I, what I have come to find out, you know, it's not always the girls who have the most following. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times those are probably, mm, I wouldn't say all of them, but a lot of times that's not the way to go. I, what I like to look for, and I tell my assistant, you know, to look at all the hashtags, IIN health coach. Like, I'm like, I want the girls that have a few thousand followers and because they're hungry they're And what I also find is the girls that are following them, they listen to them. I've gotten the most sales and orders out of those girls that just have a few thousand followers. I'm not, I mean, it's just amazing because people are really listening to them. It's a smaller community. And also these girls aren't necessarily you know, wanting to get paid yet. They're just excited to share someone else's beautiful product. That's how I was at IIN. When I had brands reach out to me, I thought, well, A, I'm going to help grow my following. And then B, like how exciting someone actually wants me to present their chocolate. Like I felt legit. (laughs) So it's sort of that, yeah, you kind of, you know, and then when influencers get over that sort of, you know, I don't know, five, 10,000, 20,000, you know, they have to be paid. And I'm not saying they're all, some of them are amazing. I just haven't had to pay for any influencers. Um, I've just paid in chocolate so far. I mean, it might be something I'll do, but for now, I, I really like the way that it's going. Yeah. I mean, I love that you kind of tapped into like the micro influencer niche because I, I, we are, again, we are seeing a, a kind of a trend with that in that, you know, there, you know, a girl might have 7,000 followers, but you know, her conversions or her, you know, her actions are, you know, she's pulling in, you know, 2000 actions versus somebody that maybe has like a hundred thousand followers mm-hmm. and they're pulling in 500 actions, you know, like absolutely, it's, it's really, I think that's so interesting. And I, I love that you were kind of saying, you know, like I haven't had, you know, to approach anyone to pay for them because, you know, the kind of just the product donation is doing very, very well. Uh, yeah. And I think it's, I think it's just very interesting. I think the influencer trend is very interesting. And I think that we are really starting to see, you know, it is, it, it is, and now it's all coming back to stats, you know, it's coming back to analyzing mm-hmm. your media kits, coming back to analyzing, you know, your traffic and what you're doing and how you're really moving the needle for these brands. And like you said, it's, it's important because instead of paying five to $10,000 for PR, you know, which is awesome. And those, you know, PR goes a long ways in a lot of different directions. You know, you're only paying $700 for product donation. And, you know, you're also starting to see a little bit more of a conversion or an actual sales conversion rate, which is, I love it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've also gotten lucky where a lot of these huge um, influencers, women that I've followed and always looked up to, you know, they actually just shared the chocolate, which was really cool for me to see. Um, I just sent them out chocolate and they loved it and they shared it. And I thought, well, that's really nice of them. And I, I really, I, I really appreciated it. 
That's so awesome. Yeah. So tell me, you know, we, we love talking about on this podcast, we really dive into, you know, what influence means, you know, and what, what does it mean as far as social media? So in your own words, what do you think influence means? Well, what I think it means, I mean, I know it's gotten a little bit crazy with people checking out other people. And I, what it means to me is someone that is authentically themselves. And they're just sharing, you know, their knowledge of whatever industry, like for me, example, I share a lot about beauty from the inside out. And I like to mm-hmm. influence people to be inspired and want to do the same for themselves. So to me, an influencer is someone who's just, you know, being authentic, being themselves, not being anyone else and just sharing, you know, their knowledge and with the world. Yeah. I think that's so true. I mean, I, I love that, you know, it is like you said, beauty from the inside out. I think that's such a great, such a great term. And I think that's so true of, in, in really sharing, you know, your own truth and really sharing, you know, your authenticity and whatnot. So tell me a little bit about, you know, as, from a brand perspective and from a brand standpoint, what ways do you feel like your brand influences, you know, like the social media community? In ways of like, you know, is, do you feel like that, you know, like what ways are you guys kind of trying to move the needle as far as like beauty and wellness and being very active on social media? Well, I think I, I actually get on a lot and I talk about, you know, doing stories has been really helpful. I had to get over myself. That was actually a really hard one to get used to doing stories. I talk a lot, you know, about how, you know, I basically run myself into the ground. I mean, I lost my vision for almost two weeks during fashion week. And, you know, these are the, yeah, I mean, it was, it was really, I mean, I really burned myself out. I talk about these things and these things that helped me heal was by, you know, living in a more inspired life, getting outside of, you know, my comfort zone and also adding, you know, going sugar-free and adding adaptogens. So I talk about, it's more than just food. It's more than just my chocolate. I'm talking about a lifestyle. I'm talking about, you know, I do these like chocolate meditations at events now. So I talk about you know, grounding yourself and bringing everything down and sort of just trying to be kind to yourself. And how can you do that? You know, eating clean chocolate, you know, maybe trade out your coffee at 3 p.m. for a square of my beauty bar chocolate. And so I talk about these things to inspire others to feel better because let's face it, most of us are burned out and we're drinking coffee and drinking a lot of alcohol and we're going nonstop. And that's where autoimmune diseases are coming from. And I know because I've been through it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I want to help others either. Maybe they'll be in the midst of it that they can be able to try to heal, or maybe I can help them heal, have it stopped before it does, before it gets worse for them. I love that. I love that you, you know, it's it, like, you're bringing it back to like the education, you know, from a, again, from a brand standpoint, talking to your audience and really honing in on, you know, what ways that you can really educate you know, your consumers and your customers and, you know, your following about these different life-changing decisions that can be made. You know, I think that takes two, not only you from just, you know, a product to like a full, a full, full brand where you're educating, you're selling, you're, you know, really kind of interacting with the community and really, you know, providing a positive influence upon this community. I think that's so beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's, it's taken me, it's been such a, um, uncomfortable last several years for me. You know, I, my motto became get comfortable with being uncomfortable because I was living in such a box in the fashion world and 
you know, it was all about beauty from the outside and I got really ill living that way. And I want other women to be inspired to be comfortable in their own skin and to feel beautiful from the inside out. I mean, I'm truly like passionate about that. I love that. Get comfortable with that, with being uncomfortable. Oh, be, be, yeah, be like, uh, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. I love that. That's <laughs> or so get good. or get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Either there way, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so for those listening that are wanting to start, you know, maybe their own business or they're wanting to take their product, you know, and launch it. What what is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten as far as business goes? Well, I would say to have it be something that you are absolutely passionate about. Um, the best brands out there are brands that, um, revolve around someone's story because people want to buy from somebody who they're inspired by. Um, right. and you want it to be something that you're really passionate about and not something that you think will be cool. So you have to really think about what it is that you love and what you're good at. Wow. I love that. And I, I think that you kind of hit something too, where, you know, we were talking about this you know, your authenticity, you know, your beauty from, from within, you know, your story, your passion, all these things that go into this amazing, amazing business that you've built. And I think that right now too, we are also seeing a trend of things of think, you know, people are very like, okay, well, like I need to monetize everything. I need to sell everything. I need to make something cool so that I can make money off it. And you know, people, people can tell, people can feel that, you know, the storytelling behind things like that is, you know, you can, it's just, it's not, I guess it's not great marketing, you know, if you want to get right down to it. So I love that you pull from, you know, your story, your passion, things that are really going to, people are going to understand and relate with. Oh, 100%. I mean, and I've also learned this, you know, from just being in business myself and also going to so many events and listening to other very successful brands speak. And they always talk about that. And so I thought about it, well, am I doing that with my brand? And it's like, yeah, I am. So I can talk about it more. Let me talk about my personal story more. People want to hear about it. And it is really, it's important because it will, people smell it a mile away if you're just trying to do something for money. It doesn't come out the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as special, you know, and I don't look to what other brands are doing because I don't want to be influenced by what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I wanted it to literally just come from me and not have any outside sort of like, you know, I didn't want to second guess myself. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I love that. It's funny because I was actually talking, um, I don't know if you've listened to her podcast, but it's the, uh, Krista Williams from Almost 30 podcast. Oh, I know her. She's one of my girlfriends. I love oh, her. She's the greatest. They're the best. I, I actually, they were one of my first events I did last Valentine's. Oh. They were always so supportive from day one. They are the sweetest girls. Anyway, go on. <laughs> no, they, no, 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 they are. They, I mean, they've, the, Chris is really, she's actually helped me with the podcast. She's helped me with a, oh. a couple of my events. She's, I love her. I'm a big fan. But she talked about something that, that I, I'm starting to also see a trend of, you know, we're, we're told to, you know, we're told CEOs read 30 books in a year. You know, we're told that we should be listening to 27 podcasts a week. You know, we're told that we should be watching our competitors and, you know, making sure that we're doing everything that they're doing and have a competitive edge and all these things. And I love that you said that you don't look to your competitors or what other people are doing because you don't want them to influence you. And I think that's also something, anyway, that was going back to what Krista said. Krista even told me, you know, there's times where 
sometimes I need to shut it all off in order to get mm-hmm. back into my, my own groove and my own wavelength and not let others impact me. It's very true because then we start to second guess ourselves, And I, you know, especially being in fashion, it was all about second guessing yourself and belittling, you know, putting yourself down and, you know, you're looking at other, I mean, yes, you want to know what's going on out there in the market and overview, you know, it's like, you know, obviously it was like, I, I saw a hole in the market for, for chocolate. And, yeah. but I also didn't want to go. So it's just same thing with anyone that has, that's an influencer or has an Instagram, you start going down a rabbit hole and you start seeing what other women are doing. And you're mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, they're so much prettier and smarter. And they got more going on. I used to do it. And I stopped myself. I'm like, this is actually really unhealthy. And I have to like put the blinders on. Like I cannot look at what anyone else is doing like that and, you know, stay away. And if you, if you can just look to look, that's great, but don't look to, uh, you know, get uninspired (laughs) for yourself. Well, I mean, it goes into, you know, we talk, we talk a lot about like the social good aspect, you know, social media, and it even makes me really excited that people are talking about, you know, just mental health awareness around social media. It's great. I know. It's it's amazing because that, that comparison attitude is a thing. And, you know, we're so in this generation, we're so used to information overload that you, you start developing these like habits inside your mind of comparing of, you know, negative self-talk and, you know, whether or not that's just for yourself personally, or even in business, I, I mean, I've run into it. There's, you know, we've actually, we've actually brought on a couple of people that are, you know, CEOs of marketing agencies and PR agencies and of their own brands and whatnot, run their own businesses. And they talk about that. Sometimes they put people on mute on their social media channels. And it's not because it's not necessarily because it's like a jealousy thing or a hatred thing or anything along those lines. It's just that sometimes when we see our constant competitors and we see people constantly in the industry and we only see all the good, 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 we don't, you know, we start to negatively impact ourselves and we start to really kind of feel like we're not doing enough or we're not good enough or we're, we're not there yet. And, um, that's not necessarily always the case, you know, on social media, you only ever see the good. Oh, I agree with you. And I had this comment on, um, about a whole unhappy life actually from several people. You know, I saw people in the fashion world, you know, I go and have lunch with some friends sometimes and they're like, wow, your life's amazing. Perfect life. Ha ha. And I started getting that and I have beautiful pictures and I started thinking about that. And I thought, God, if only people knew the meltdowns I have had by changing my life, like this has been so incredibly difficult. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to start sharing this in my stories. How uncomfortable for me to share too, for me to start doing, I went to Toastmasters um, that helped me with public speaking because I didn't want anything weighing me down anymore. I was like, I need to speak from my true heart and soul and I can't stay quiet anymore. So I started talking about how uncomfortable it is for me and how I got ill and how, you know, and these are the things I do. And people started reaching out saying, thank you for saying this. And you've really helped inspired me. And, you know, I mean, I don't do TMI because I think there's also like a line too. like, not everyone Mm -hmm. needs to know like every nasty detail, but I don't just like happily laugh in my yard, like drinking green juice all day, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I wish, I wish I could do that every day. Damn. With my, well, yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But I just, you know, I just thought 
I need to start being more open and honest, which was so uncomfortable for me, but it was also healing for me. And other women want to hear that. They're like, I'm going through the same thing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I, I totally agree. And I think too, I mean, going back to just this kind of trend of authenticity that you're sharing from your brand, from a whole and happy life, from everything that is you, you, you see that. And I think too, that probably speaks to your success, you know, because there is yeah. such truth in it. And like you said, people want to relate to someone that they have things to be able to relate to, you know, life's hard. You know, you go through health changes, you go through life. Oh, yeah. And, you know, to be able to relate with somebody and, you know, be inspired by somebody that's sharing that same struggle with you. There's, you know, we all crave that. It goes all the way back down to human connection, you know, like what innately what's inside of us. Oh yeah. And I love connecting with other women. I love, you know, I, I mean, I, and I have so much that I've, I have so many struggles in my life. I mean, it what nothing was ever handed to me ever. I mean, I knew nothing about the food world. You know, I was also a young mom. I had my daughter at um, 19 years old. And so I have like, I call her my grown baby. Mm. And so I've done it all. So I'm like, I was a young single mom and I went to fashion school on my own. Like I got my own loan. You know, I didn't come from money. I didn't have my parents giving me money. And that like, there's nothing wrong with that, but I just didn't have that option. Right. So I like to tell people, you can do anything. You can start a business while you have a, you're in your job. I've done that before, you know? And so I want people to be inspired to do anything they want in their life. They can, you know, just put your mind to it and you just, you, you go for it and don't let anyone that. put, don't let anyone stop you because people get negative when you try to be positive and different in your life. It's kind of weird, but. <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I totally agree with you on that. And I, I, I think you're so right. People, you know, it, it, you, I was watching the, the Super Bowl and the Bumble came out with that amazing, amazing commercial with Serena Williams. And, you know, it talks about women making this, you know, the first move and not necessarily asking permission or not necessarily, you know, waiting for someone to tell them it's okay to make their move or it's okay to go after what they want, you know, and, and within the final seconds of the commercial, it talks about, you know, people don't want you to know that there's power already within you. You know, you don't need to go out there and get Aww. the power. It's already inside. I love that. That gave me chills. I didn't get to see it. I, I ended up watching movies all day yesterday and I didn't, but I remember <laughs> thinking, oh, I'm missing the commercials, but I'm not a sports girl. Oh, I'll um, send it to you. It was, yeah, it was... I love that. That is really a cool, that's a very positive message for women to be, and anyone to be seeing, you know, that's great. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like it all goes, I mean, it goes back to even what you said, you know, people it, unfortunately there are there are those out there that want to see you fail you know we all have we all have that that person or those <clears throat> those forces or whatever working against us and you know that also too can go back into that mindset of just hey you know what you, you can't let that affect you you know you have to really kind of step into your own power feel it and then go after Gosh. it well that's actually the very thing that hindered me the most when I first left fashion is oh my God, all these girls are going to be laughing at me. Like, oh, look at her doing a video about her, you know, quinoa bowl or whatever, or matcha latte. Or, and I felt so uncomfortable. I thought, oh my God, they're going to like share it and laugh at me. Mm. And so I finally, one day I said, screw it. You know what? This is me and I can't live like this. And sure enough, now they're all like, wow, like you are doing amazing. And it wasn't, you know, obviously part of my ego loves that they see me doing well, but the other part is, right. I think they're also now maybe inspired to do something different in their life, which is a better reason, but 
it really hindered me for a very long time. And, you know, even my husband's like, why do, why do these people have such a pull on you? So I, I said, it's in, but then it came down to me, right. Just second guessing myself. Mm-hmm. So really it was about my self-confidence and you just have to really try to be kind to yourself and just put yourself out there. And, you know, you, so at first you feel like you're talking to a black hole. I felt yeah. like that for the longest time. Literally, I was like, I'm literally talking to no one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all feel that, right? Especially yeah. like when we first start out. I mean, yeah. I, I remember when I first started uh, the agency, I remember someone telling me that, it, oh, it's just another, another trend of your, or what did they say? Another yeah. phase. <laughs> Exactly. I was like, all right. Yeah. And you know, and then now, you know, you do, you go through, you go through that. You go, I mean, that's all part of the starting the brand. And I think what you were saying, you know, if you just want to start something cool, those, those things are not going to work out for you. Those are going to be really big hindrances. But if you, like you said, you have that passion, you know, you feel for that product or you feel for that brand or you feel for that journey that you want to create around it. It's going to work out. It will be successful. Absolutely. I mean, when people come to my house, they're like, your brand, your house is your brand. Like you're on point. Like your brand is on point. It's like, oh, this I is who I am. <laughs> yes, you have to. You absolutely do. I mean, if you go to my website, all the pictures in the yard and everything, oh. those are, those are my actual friends having a tea party. I wanted to have a tea party with chocolate oh, and so cool. um, in my backyard. So that's all my yard, but no, I mean, it's, it, it's like you're wearing, you know, someone who dresses in t-shirts and jeans every day and that's who they are. That all of a sudden they're trying to dress, you know, in high heels and very sexy. And that's not, it's obvious. It's not them. Yeah. You, 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 people can see that you have to be comfortable and they're, and that's not fun anyways, trying to be someone else. That, no. that wouldn't be very fun. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've been amazing. I'm, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm so happy I got to meet you. And like, I, I told you, I've, I've seen you seen you at events. I've seen you around and I'm so stoked that you came on the podcast. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like I could talk like for hours with you about this. It's one of my favorite, favorite things. Well, you, maybe you should start your own podcast. I mean, maybe you you need to be having these conversations, girl. (laughs) I know. As soon as I get more help, right? (laughs) Yeah. One step at a time. I have chocolate to make. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I want to go ahead and move into some rapid fire questions. I love sure. asking questions. I think it brings, I always joke that I have like probably skippers on our podcast that just skip right to this portion. Cause they want to hear what, you know, what the favorite cocktail oh, is or whatever. Yeah. So we'll start there. What is your favorite cocktail? So my go-to cocktail is a, it's a tequila sugar-free drink. So I do tequila, mm. sparkling water with fresh lime juice. And if you want to bump it up, you can add like you know, those little like spirulina tablets with like vitamins. So you can make it like super healthy. Oh, Um, what? That sounds amazing. Yeah. I've been doing it for years. Um, so they have like these little tablets or even electrolyte type things with vitamins and like spirulina and greens and even in whole foods and you have to get the sugar free or you can put a little bit of like, you know, some, if you really need to have it sweet, you can add some like stevia, but I like it really bitter with all the lime juice and then the effervescent tablets with all the vitamins are really good in the greens because it's healthy. Sorry. Does a spirulina change the color of the water too? Does it yeah, make it like so green? it'll make it really pretty. Yeah. So I'll make it green. I, I'm always drinking green or blue water. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's what I'm drinking right now. My spirulina water with rose water in it. Oh, oh my gosh. I need to step up my water game. That sounds I know. Like so I've, fun. Yeah. And it makes your skin really glowy and it helps remove toxins and you're doing it while you drink. And tequila, 
is actually healthy for us. Like it's the stuff that we add to it that makes it unhealthy because really? it's a plant. So it's easier to digest. I always say tequila and gin are the two. Really? Um, gin? Mm-hmm, gin is a healthier one too. So like when I was going through, you know, like candida and healing my gut health, like you're allowed to have some gin. Okay. Wait, well, can you, can you dive into gin for a second? Cause I'm yeah. like, what? So gin, <laughs> so gin is also a healthier one that your body can digest. You can do the same sparkling water with lime juice and you can also add some little effervescent tablets in there. Um, I also, you can pour some green juice in there. Um, I used to do kombucha back in the days, um, or like the pressed juicery, like the green mm-hmm. juice, um, and stuff like that. But yeah, so gin is another one. So sometimes I'll do that, but tequila is my usual go-to. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, my taste buds have changed a lot since I went sugar-free too with alcohol. That's so interesting. So what do, what do you think has changed? Um, I used to love red wine. I cannot drink it. It makes me very sick. And I have to, and I love very dry white wine, like Sauvignon mm. Blanc or Sancerre. Um, I like it dry with minerality, like more refreshing mm-hmm. or like, and then champagne, it has to be so, so dry mm-hmm. um, because some of the champagne, like Veuve Cliquette, I was at their, um, their house in Champagne, France last year. Mm-hmm. And I learned that their very, very dry bottle only has like four or five grams of sugar in the entire bottle. So no champagne, way. yeah. So champagne, like real champagne, like above, like a very dry, um, they, they don't add a lot of sugar. So it's very low sugar, but you have to make sure you're buying the right brand. Cause most champagne companies will add just like a lot of sugar to it. I think you need to come out with a cocktail. Cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm telling you, I've gone down, like, I know how to make everything like sugar-free and amazing still. <laughs> that is so awesome. I it's think my I tricks. Might, I yeah. think you might need to send me a couple of recipes because I'm like yeah. gin and tequila and champagne are all great for me. That's all I need in life. That just made yeah. my Monday. <laughs> exactly. Right. You can have some right now. No, I'm just kidding. But obviously in moderation, but yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. What about your favorite reality TV show? Oh, um, I love Vanderpump Rules. It's my absolute <gasps> favorite one. I, it's just amazing. I mean, if I can get up early and the people are like, you know, cause I'm an early bird. I'm like, mm-hmm. I will get up early in the morning. And most people want to probably assume that I just get up and meditate for an hour. I'm like, no, I get up. It's my free time. Like I will watch Vanderpump Rules yeah. and then I'll like do like a quick meditation or something and then like get through my day. But like the morning is when I watch my bad, like reality shows, but Vanderpump Rules, I'm so happy they're back. <laughs> Oh my, I'm so happy too. I love that you just said Vanderpump Rules and meditation. Yeah. (laughs) That's the greatest. That might be the greatest two I've ever heard on the podcast so far. (laughs) Girl, follow me around for a day. I'm quite silly and just, uh, yeah. (laughs) I love it. I I love it. Vanderpump, that's that's the one I always say too. It's my favorite. Oh, it's just, those people are amazing. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So, okay. What about your, what is, what about some podcasts that you're listening to right now? Well, I do love my girls over at almost 30. I love the variety of people that they have on there and they're super funny and real. So I love them and I'm so happy. I know them. They're so cool. And then, um, I was just on Blair Bodenhop and she's really quite lovely. She talks a lot about business and the wellness world, which I enjoy. And then the other one, I've always listened to like more spiritual podcasts. Like I love Wayne Dyer 
And so I listened to some of his old ones and I just miss him so much. He just was so wise and such an incredible, like, especially the last few years of my fashion world, I went back to my spirituality and kind of like went back to getting in just in, you know, in touch with myself. And I would listen to him a lot and I just adore him. He's just amazing. I love that. Okay. Well, this next one, I feel like I'm, I don't, sometimes I'll ask people this, sometimes I won't, but I feel like you have such your, like a finger on the pulse when it comes to fashion, because you were oh. in it. What is like your favorite weird ass fashion trend right now? Like from the dad shoes to the off white belt, like, tell me what your weirdest oh, favorite one is. Oh my God. I have so many of them. So when I was in Italy, I got this amazing, like 1980s vintage, um, uh, denim jacket. Ooh. it's so big and it just looks so unattractive and I just love it. So I wear that over everything. Oh, I, like, I, like I a actually hipster. have one of those. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, my daughter borrows it for me sometimes. And I also wore a hip pack when I was walking around um, Italy. Yeah. Like from the eighties. That was a good one. Those are good. Those are some good ones. Oh yeah. I got some, I got some doozies that I've worn. <laughs> Okay. And then our last question before we come to an end, who is like your favorite influencer business owner right now, or someone that you kind of look to that to for inspiration? Okay. There's been so many of them, but I will. And I, cause I've been through like all different kinds of girls and there's so many of them. I would say right now I, I love Sophie Jaff. Mm. Um, she has a brand. She's a mama. She has a brand called philosophy. And I've actually done an event with her and she's so nice. Like she's actually like a really, really nice person. And I really love the fact that she's able to, you know, try to balance it all. And she's very honest about everything and authentic and, you know, she does it all. And so she's someone I really, I look to for inspiration for that. And actually because of her, I'm getting my chocolates produced at the same place that she's getting her product produced at. So she's been helpful. Yeah. I've reached, you know, I've asked her like, Hey, you know, where are you getting your product produced at? And that's been a great way for me to sort of figure things. I was asking people who I like Mm -hmm. or like inspired by, and she was so kind to help. And she's very like a huge fan of beauty bar chocolate too. So she's a girl's girl. I like her. That's so cool. I love that you, I mean, that's also another huge takeaway is asking people that you're inspired by, because I feel like they're, you know, if you're inspired by them, you'll probably align with them and they probably will align with you, you know, if it's a good fit. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great takeaway. Oh my God, this has been so fun. It's been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on. And I, I'm just, you've been such a joy to talk to. Like you said, I feel like I could probably talk to you for another five <laughs> <Yeah>. hours. <laughs> yes. I want to hear all these cocktail recipes and the fact that you're sugar-free because I'm sugar-free free right now and I love it. And I just thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. You, you are really such an inspiration. And I mean, the, the journey and the way that you built the business around you and, you know, just again, that passion and that authenticity. It's, it's so amazing. And it's so inspiring, Candice. And I'm so just grateful for your time. Well, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, thank you for going under the influence with us. Thank you. Well, have a wonderful day.